Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. Everybody and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today. Tough loss for the New York Islanders. They give up a goal in the final 30 seconds of regulation and fall to the Washington Capitals 3-2 in Washington. We're going to break it all down and tell you why this was a disappointing performance on so many levels. We'll tell you some of the players who really shined in this game and some of the players who will have to be considered goats in this one. And we'll talk about a questionable move by Barry Trotz as far as filling in this lineup was concerned. Plus, we have our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we'll start looking ahead to Thursday's rematch with these very same Washington Capitals. And I'm telling you, this game really, really was disappointing. And the way the Islanders played was disappointing, and again, we'll break it all down for you. Now, if there's something Islanders-related that's on your mind, you have a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to discuss, feel free to send us an email, the email address, lockedonislanders at gmail.com, and uh, if you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and we'll keep you up to date on all the latest news, notes, and happenings. Now, one thing that happened before this game was played, the Islanders making a roster move and that move, Anthony Bavillier, we mentioned he was day-to-day with a lower body injury. Well, it just got a little bit more than day-to-day. The Islanders placing Bo on the injured reserve list, which means that he will miss at least uh, three more games after the Tuesday night game in Washington. What the Islanders did as a result, Kiefer Bellows, Put back on the active roster. He was on the taxi squad. Now he is back active. And, you know, Bellows has played in uh, five out of the six games for the Islanders so far, uh, but now back on the active roster. And you were, you know, you hope that he gets a little bit more ice time. Uh, but right now, Bavillier going to miss, he missed last night's game. He's going to miss three more. And that is certainly disappointing for the New York Islanders and their fans, especially when you consider how badly this team 
needs some offense. And, you know, you remember uh, a number of different, even national and Canadian news sources indicating that they felt Bavillier was a leading candidate to have a breakout season for the Islanders. Well, again, you miss four games at least with this injury. That uh, makes it a little bit tougher for him to have that breakout season. And we'll see how the Islanders handle his absence so far. And I can't say I was thrilled with uh, some of the decisions that the team made under the circumstances in the absence of Anthony Bavillier. So the Islanders go out and fall to the Washington Capitals 3-2. to And quite honestly, the big disappointment is this. You, yeah, it's a road game, and that does indeed make it tougher. No question about that. But the fact of the matter is, that the Islanders are facing a Washington Capitals team that is shorthanded, that doesn't have Alexander Ovechkin, that doesn't have uh, their starting goaltender in Samsonov, and is missing, you know, four of their quality players in the lineup, and yet you can't take advantage of that fact. You go out and play a game that I could only describe as kind of un-Islanders-like. And the first period in particular, in my mind, was very un-Islanders-like. And what do I mean by un-Islanders-like? Well, here's what I really mean. In the first period, the Islanders, you know, this is a team that is known for their tight checking and strong defense. Well, they didn't provide either one of those things in the first period. And they gave up far too many shots and scoring chances. 17 shots on goal by the Washington Capitals in the first period. That is more than the Islanders allow in two periods in most games. And, you know, you're facing a team that you had to figure without some of their top offensive players that they were going to struggle to get scoring chances and opportunities to score. And instead, you allow 17 shots in the first period and then 37 shots uh, overall in the game. Now, think about it. 17 shots in the first period is, you know, they they didn't get that many, barely got that many, really, in the second and third periods combined. And just too many breakdowns overall for the Islanders, especially in the neutral zone in that first period. You can't allow that to happen. That is getting away from the system that got you here. And look, the power play for the Capitals comes through. They get that first goal. Uh, Carlson, his second from Justin Schultz and Nicholas Backstrom. And, you know, it, it was one of those situations where it was a rebound. Carlson was in the right place, is able to beat Varlamov. The Islanders tie it. And uh, the goal initially... Credited to Anders Lee, it has now been restored to Noah Dobson. So 
the Islanders, A, finally get a goal from their defense, and B, they tied it up. And I got to say this, Noah Dobson, one of the better Islanders players on the ice. Out there for only 17 minutes and 11 seconds, the fewest of all the defensemen in this game. But he had the goal. He's a plus one. And really smart with the puck for most of this game. And it has just been a pleasure to watch Noah Dobson mature and grow as a National Hockey League player. And I think the best part about it is with Dobson, we are nowhere close to seeing him reach his full potential. He took a giant step forward from where he was a year ago, but he's not where he's going to be just yet. And I think we can see a lot more from Noah Dobson when we fast forward maybe another year or two and he really starts to feel comfortable in the National Hockey League. All right, we're going to talk a little bit more about this game, some of the things the Islanders did well, some of the things that they need to change. Uh, More to come with that. We've got our Islanders' birthday of the day, and uh, we've got a question from a listener. So more to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, you've got to try the best-tasting protein bar ever, and that, as you know, is a Built Bar. Built Bar comes in 18 amazing flavors, both with nuts and nut-free. All 18 flavors are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew, and they are great for the health-conscious person. They are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. And you know what? It tastes like you're eating a candy bar, but you're really having something that is good for you. Let's talk about my favorite flavor, cookies and cream. 17 grams of protein in every bar, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and just 4 grams of net carbs. And right now, if you go to BuiltBar.com and use that promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order. So that's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Islander fans, get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. So here are some of the things that I didn't understand as far as the Islanders were concerned in this game. We talked about the shaky first period defensively. Capitals had too much room to maneuver, especially in the neutral zone, and they gave up the power play goal. Yeah, it was understandable. Fat rebound on the play, but not a lot Varley really could have done about that one. And the Islanders, you know, they they did improve after the first period for most of the game as far as, you know, clamping down and tightening up, but really this game wasn't an Islanders-style game for long stretches of the contest. The power play continues to baffle me. Uh, Again, very little movement without the puck by the players on the power play. Uh, Some good cross-ice passing in spurts, but they had trouble setting things up in the power play uh, attack zone. And realistically, 
too much of the power play was spent when they were in the zone on the perimeter, and you can't sustain good scoring chances like that. The Islanders finished this game with 34 shots on goal. However, uh, again, too many of those shots from the perimeter, from behind the face-off circles, and from the corners, and only a handful really coming from those dirty areas where you get rebounds and where you get tip-ins and, and the like. One of the goals, the second goal of the game, came from one of those kind of plays, and it gave the Islanders a 2-1 to lead. And yes, it happened right after the power play, and it was a goal by Matthew Barzal. Zdeno Chara coughed, off, coughed up the puck. Barzi got it back, pumps a backhand into the goal, and it's 2-1 to Islanders, and everything seemed to be going in the right direction. The main reason for the goal more than anything, is that the Capitals couldn't clear the zone after the power play ended and couldn't get a line change, so Chara and his teammates were exhausted. He turns the puck over, and Barzi makes a beautiful play to score the go-ahead goal, but the Islanders could not hold on. And with 2.39 remaining in the second period, the Capitals tie it on a heck of a goal by Daniel Sprung. And look, sometimes you have defensive breakdowns that lead to goals. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But this goal by Sprung, you just tip your hat. The, the kid made a beautiful shot over the shoulder of Varlamov and just inside the post and just under the crossbar. Couldn't have placed it any better. You go into the intermission tied 2-2, and the crazy thing about that was that the Islanders, uh, Varlamov, in this game, gave up more goals than he had in the first three games that he played this season combined, even though he played well overall in this game. Really don't fault him. If anything, the first goal a little bit, but not overall uh, something that you can say, hey, Varley didn't play well. He did. But in the third period, it looked like the Islanders went to sleep for a little while. They seemed lackadaisical for five or six minutes in the middle of the period. And then Leo Komarov, who was in the lineup for the first time, goes out there and takes a foolish five-minute major. Now, should it have been a major penalty? That's debatable. It was close. I don't think there was any intent to injure it looked more like a shoulder hit than a head hit, but, you know, it was against the boards, and you had a situation where it looked like the player was kind of helpless. Lars Eller was the uh, Capitals player, and so, yeah, there was a little controversy there, but it is a five-minute major. He takes the penalty, and the Islanders do a good job of killing it off, but then, with less than a minute to go, too much space in the neutral zone, the Capitals bring it down ice with a lot of speed, and again, Leo Komarov back on the ice after taking that penalty, well, Uncle Leo late getting to Justin Schultz, that's his man, Schultz scores with 26.4 seconds left, an uncharacteristic defensive breakdown by the Islanders, in the closing seconds, cost them a potential point, 
and they fall three to two. And everybody is saying, hey, Leo Komarov was the GOAT. And in this game, I hate to say it, but I think that that is fairly accurate. And, you know, we talked on the show yesterday that we wanted to see Oliver Wallstrom and or Kiefer Bellows get in there once you knew that there was no chance of Anthony Bavillier playing, and they sat Michael Dalcole because Dalcole didn't do much in his first game. They go with Bellows, but then they go with Kamarov over Wallstrom, and Kamarov just didn't have a very sound game. Uh, you look at his numbers, 11 minutes, 17 seconds. He took the five-minute major penalty. No shots on goal. Credited with one hit and one block shot, but overall... Didn't play particularly well, took the foolish penalty, and then was responsible for that last goal. Now, I know Barry Trotz likes to go with the experienced players, likes to go with the veterans over the younger guys. But in this case, I, I think that when your team is struggling to put pucks in the net and they need more offense, well, under those circumstances, Leo Kamarov is a useful bottom six NHL forward. Uh, when he's on his game, he can kill penalties. He can check well. He plays well in his own zone. He's reliable most of the time. But offensively, he adds next to nothing. Your team is struggling offensively, playing well overall defensively. I don't understand the decision to put Kamarov in the lineup and have Wallstrom uh, sit on the bench in this game, and unfortunately, in this particular game, it came back to bite the Islanders in the rear end. One other player who I thought played pretty well, gotta tip my hat to Brock Nelson, uh, in addition to Matthew Barzal, Bar Bar Barzi with a goal and an assist, a little, and six shots on goal, made a few too many cutesy moves in the third period, I thought, trying to deke and fake out two or three players in the capital zone results in a turnover or two, but at the end of the day, a strong game for Barzi and then for Brock Nelson. Uh, you know, three shots on goal for Nelson, but some smart passes and some good overall play. Islanders only 50% in the faceoff circle. That's unusual for this team. They have been the best team in the league coming into this game in faceoff percentage. So a heartbreaking loss for the Islanders. They will regroup. I think that, uh, you know, the fact that they get another crack at the Capitals again on Thursday is a good thing, but this one, this one hurts, and they come out away without a point, fall to three and three on the season. We've got a lot more to discuss. We've got a, a mailbag question, plus our Islanders' birthday of the day and a peek ahead at Thursday night. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islanders fans, you can take your knowledge of the New York Islanders and the NHL and turn it into some cold, hard cash if you place a bet with betonline.ag. The Super Bowl is also coming up. That is probably the biggest betting event of the year. You could pick the winner, who will score the first touchdown, or even who's going to win the coin flip. Yes, betonline.ag is the one place that has you covered and the one place we trust. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. That means if you deposit $100 into your betonline.ag account, they'll give you 
$50 to bet with for free. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook expert. Islander fans, betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. All right, we have a listener question on the docket today. This is from Kelly from Delaware, who grew up as an Islander fan, just from choosing Islanders in video games uh, and, and ended up sticking with it. Uh, Kelly is always putting up with a lot of Flyers fans. So here's the question. Uh, Kelly asks, do you think Barzal will play with his buddy Bevilier? I would love to see those two play Together, I don't see Lee and Eberly as a good fit for Barzy, and I feel like Bailey on that line will do fine. Well, Kelly, here's the thing. It's possible at some point. Obviously, it's got to wait until Bevilier comes off the injured reserve now, but we know that will hopefully happen in about a week. The issue is this. Both Bevilier and Barzal play a similar style in that they both like to handle the puck a lot. And the key question is, if they're both on a line together, would they cramp each other's style by trying to carry the puck a little too much? Is there enough talent there? Absolutely. Uh, Both of those guys put together might be able to create some real offense for the Islanders, but I think because of their similar style, that's why Barry Trotz hasn't tried this combination very much yet and may not do it right away. Both of them are talented. Both of them can put the puck in the net. Both of them stick handle well, have speed. You know, Barzi and Bavillier together, they can keep up with each other. No question about that. Uh, It just becomes a question of whether or not their styles are a little too similar Uh, in order to make that combination work. But uh, Kelly from Delaware, thank you so much for uh, the question. And fans, again, don't forget, uh, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com is the address. And we are more than happy to answer any questions, comments, anything you've got. Uh, Just send us those emails and we will mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that you send in. Time for our Islanders birthday of the day. Uh, We're going to go back to the Stanley Cup glory days. Uh, A a role player on some of those great teams today is the 64th birthday for former Islanders forward Hector Marini, uh, drafted by the Islanders in the third round back in 1977 came up and made his NHL debut during the 78-79 season and played two partial seasons with the Isles in 80-81 and 81-82, was a part of the Islanders' 80-81 Stanley Cup run, uh, played in nine playoff games and had nine points. So that was probably the highlight of Marini's time with the Isles, went on to play a season and a half with the Devils, 
before ending his career in the minor leagues in 85-86. 154 career games for Hector Marini in the NHL, 27 goals, 73 points, but 9 points in 10 career playoff games. We're going to look back at one of his better games with the Islanders, April 16th. 1981, a quarterfinal matchup between the defending Stanley Cup champion Islanders and the up-and-coming Edmonton Oilers, and uh, the Islanders get a couple of first-period goals to get the early 2-0 lead. Bobby Nystrom from Gary Howitt and Mike McEwen opens the scoring at 314, and then on the power play uh, late in the period with Mark Messier off for an extra slashing minor after he also got into a fight with Hector Marini. Uh, Butch Goring makes Messier pay his first of the playoffs. Nystrom and Dennis Potvan with the helpers. 2-0 Islanders after one. In the second period, John Tonelli, his first from Wayne Merrick and Gary Howitt at 246. And then less than a minute later, Hector Marini, his second of the playoffs from Billy Carroll and Bob Lorimer. And the Islanders had a Four to nothing lead. Dennis Potvan makes it five nothing Islanders with a power play goal. Brian Trottier and Mike Bossy with the helpers. Wayne Gretzky answers for Edmonton, but Clark Gillies restores the Islanders' large lead. Goring and Hector Marini with the assists. The Islanders add two more goals in the third, one by Gillies and a shorthanded goal by Dennis Potvin. And then uh, the Oilers get one late. By Maddie Hagman, at the end of the day, the Islanders skate away with an 8-2 win in this game and uh, end up winning the series and go on to win their second Stanley Cup. They chase Edmonton goalie Andy Moog in this one, and he is replaced late by Gary Edwards. Billy Smith, 26 saves for the Islanders. And again, Hector Marini, a goal, an assist, and a fight. So the Gordie Howe hat trick. For Hector Marini in this one, Dennis Potvan, two goals and an assist. Butch Goring, a goal and two assists. Gillies with a pair of goals. A great night for the Islanders as they crush Wayne Gretzky and the Oilers. A very big game and a very happy birthday to former Islanders forward Hector Marini. He is 64 today, and we wish him all the best. Islanders get a shot at revenge on Thursday. No, the Capitals will still be without the four players who are out. Alex Ovechkin, Samsonov, all of those guys will not be back in the lineup. You got to hope that Barry Trotz changes his lineup because the Islanders need more offense from this team. I still want to see Oliver Wallstrom back in the lineup for the Islanders. I think they've got to give this kid a chance to show what he could do. And having Uncle Leo and Ross Johnston in the lineup and, you know, putting those guys in there as well as the Sezekis, Martin, and Clutterbuck line, not enough offense going to come from that third line and you're limiting the production of a guy like Jean-Gabriel Pajot. I think Bellows had some moments in this game. He made a couple of smart plays. But uh, I think if you add Wallstrom to the lineup, and give him a chance to see what he could do, we can get some more offense, and we know the Islanders desperately need it. That's going to do it for us on today's show. We'll be back tomorrow with a full preview of the game Thursday in Washington. Hopefully they can at least get a split in this home-and-home. Home. Stay safe, everyone. Have a great day, and of course, let's go Islanders.